a lot of people will design something and post it on social media or website design especially and they don't think what if somebody's colorblind and they can't read the certain colors on other colors or if they're low vision and they're there's like a light color text on a light color background I just want to be that person in the room that's always saying, hey, what about people with colorblind? What about people with low vision? Let's put it through some filters and see what it would look like. And I think that's something that has always really resonated with me is designing for people of all abilities. Welcome to the Seton Hall Undergraduate Leaders Podcast. While there are a ton of other leadership podcasts out there on the interwebs, this is the only one solely dedicated to developing undergraduate leaders in numerous fields. We bring in interesting leaders from a variety of disciplines and industries to dish out practical advice for entrepreneurial undergraduates embarking on their professional careers. You'll hear from leaders operating at all levels, CEOs and other C-suite individuals who are at the top of their industries, mid-career professionals only several years removed from their college days, and young leaders in school who are already doing amazing things. We feature leaders from business, diplomacy, education, journalism, engineering, law, medicine, and the sports world. It's all part of our mission here at the Casino Leadership Institute. At Seton Hall, we make leaders better. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Greetings, everybody. My name is Jasmine DeLeon, and today I will be your host. For this episode, we are thrilled to have Robin Schilke on as our guest. Robin Schilke is a junior from Pittstown, New Jersey. She's a member of the first cohort of the Buccino Leadership Institute's College of Communication and Arts. She is an art, design, and interactive multimedia major at Seton Hall University with a concentration in graphic design and advertising, in addition to two minors in business administration and web design. Robin, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Thanks for having me. So um, let's start from the beginning. What motivated you to come to Seton Hall and to study graphic design? So since Seton Hall is so close to the city and I knew that's one of the big hubs for graphic design, I knew that's kind of where I wanted to end up. And I also am from New Jersey, so New Jersey's always been my home. And then when I was looking at the design program, I also knew I wanted to minor in business. So Seton Hall provides that opportunity as well as just the passion that I know Dean Yates, the Dean of the College of Com Arts, really has this passion for the arts and for a creative career. And that really showed through and has showed through my entire time as a design major, so. And we also know that you are part of the inaugural class of the Bushino Leadership Institute. What was being a part of that like and what motivated you to join? Definitely, like it helped have a friend group like immediately when I stepped on campus. I met at least half of my cohort during orientation and we all clicked instantly. And it really was able to help us form a team that then can form the Com Arts cohort from the ground up. So that was a super interesting experience. And from day one, we were all focused on succession planning, which is something that really resonated with me as I uh, continue going through my career and as I'm going to be graduating soon. In an article from the Bushino Leadership Institute website, you said the following, which was that the program, quote, provides a unique experience of working with other leaders while growing your own strength and helping to support others. As cliche as it sounds, we are truly a family and we want to see each other thrive in leadership roles as well as their future careers, end quote. So it sounds like you really found a community in Pushino. What are specific instances, both in your core and in that community and also just in Pushino more generally, 
and working with other leaders who have supported and helped you grow in the Institute? I'd have to say my freshman year, it was, we were sitting in a meeting, uh, the ComArts cohort was, and I had just kind of joined the photography club a little bit. And one of my fellow leaders in my cohort, Justin, mentioned to Dr. Price that I'm a photographer and I take pictures. And then all of a sudden, I was taking 80 headshots in the next two weeks for the entire like freshman class. And it was such a cool experience because I got to organize a photo shoot and it went a little rough, but <laughs> the first year, but it, we got it all done and all the pictures went up on the website. And so it was just really cool to see that we really are a team. And like Justin had my back with that, even though I didn't want it, like I didn't think of mentioning it because I was like, oh, I'm not not a professional photographer, but actually now I am. So it was really cool to, that he was able to back me up in that. And it helped me form a great connection with Dr. Price as well, with all the photography. And then he later saw my design work too. And we have a great connection there. Well, it sounds like that you've gotten a lot of opportunities from the Institute. Working in your first and second year, what are some experiences that you've gone through that have helped you grow as a leader? Yeah, so starting as uh, hopping on the social media stratcom team, I have to say it was, I was terrible at delegating. I didn't want to do it. I wanted to control everything. And I think learning I couldn't do it all and learning I couldn't post five times a week <laughs> as consistently, it really helps be able to say, okay, yeah, I can have a team. I can delegate and it still gets done. And always look, like all the posts are looking great. And I realized that having a team and I can lead a team and it still is even better than if I did it myself. So. And in that experience, what helped you grow from that when you realized I can't delegate everything, I can't do everything? Um, was there a point where you realized it and that helped you grow? Yeah, definitely. I think when I was posting at three o'clock in the morning, I was just sitting there like, you know what, I need help. And it's okay to reach out and say, I do need help. And I think that really helped me grow and helped me find a better communication style than just trying to keep everything in and not talk about it. So beyond the Institute and in the Institute, you can use an example from this, but what has been the most impactful leadership lesson that you have learned? I'd have to say, I think it would be in the Institute, we really talk about courageous communication, especially in ComArts. And something we kept learning is with communication is saying I statements and saying when you're communicating instead of just putting it all on other people. And I didn't even realize that I started doing that a lot more and started changing the way I communicate to then where it just affected my entire life. Like I'd go home and instead of bickering with my sisters, it would be my mom was like, wow, you resolved the conflict and you're communicating so much stronger. So I think that's definitely a very impactful leadership lesson that I've learned to use I statements and communication. And I think it really influences every part of my life now. That's really great. It sounds like it has helped not just professionally, but also personally. So in the past few years, how has your leadership style changed? And what are specific forces or experiences that are behind that change? Initially, going into the Institute, I'm a very passive person. I was always very laid back and very quiet. And I think my leadership style now is, it's not very dominating yet still, but it is more dominant. I can still, I can now say I am a leader and I am going to be in charge and I can take over a project. But at the same time, I still don't want to lose that 
the kind heart and the very people-oriented person I am, I want still like to please everybody and make sure everyone's comfortable and make sure everyone's heard. So I think just as I go and learning, like I said, the communication really, really sticks with me. But learning about how to communicate and how to make sure everyone feels heard, I think is something that really motivates my current leadership style. So there's that emphasis on communication. And I definitely saw that when you took the photos that were posted a few weeks ago um, of like headshots for those students and like the way that you communicated with them and like how to take those photos. What have you learned specifically just about communication? Like not just I statements, but when you communicate with different types of leaders or different types of people that you think that might be valuable for other leaders to hear? I think kind of knowing who you're interacting with helps, like you were saying, different types of leaders. I know when I have a conversation with somebody that is a lot more of a dominant leader than I am, as we took our discs, I am not not a very dominant person, not very loud, but when talking to somebody that is, I know to kind of not try to take over and like make them feel less dominant because then they there's like conflict going to start. But then I also know that people that are even not more dominant, but less that are even less dominant than I am. I know that I can kind of relate to them on that. And then just giving them that back and knowing how to avoid the confrontation, I think in all different aspects. Yes, that's useful about like modulating yourself. So back to your experience, um, you're the coordinator of the social media for the Institute and the College of Communication and the Arts. Besides having the skill of using social media, what has been the biggest takeaways from your role? So I think one of the biggest things that I've learned is making sure that everyone's represented. And I know we do that using Sometimes we'll highlight individual students in the cohort, but then every t- every Friday I make sure that there is a group photo. I try to switch up who's included <laughs> based on the limited resources we have on um, pictures, especially with the coronavirus. It was very difficult to organize a photo shoot, but luckily we were able to. And I think just trying to make sure that people care about what you're posting. And sometimes it's like, well, that's not my cohort. That's not my major. So we try to include every major in every cohort to make sure that everyone finds something that they like. And I think that has been one of the biggest takeaways is making it accessible to all and also making it a platform for our leaders to learn and to better their leadership development. Yeah, it sounds great. That emphasis on inclusivity and representation. And you did mention about how things have been different because of the coronavirus. How has COVID-19 affected the way that you lead yourself and the way that you lead others? So I think throughout the pandemic, I was taking on a lot. So personally, the way I learned how to lead myself is to realize that I want to say yes to everybody, but I can't. And I want to be able to give the projects that I can say yes to my all, my 100%. And if I spread myself too thin, I know I can't do that. So I learned that if I take a deep breath and I can you know, get back to people later and I can select what I put all my efforts towards. I think leading in leading myself, I really feel like I'm a better leader to others because then I feel like I can give more time. So what has been your experience working on Lead Ahead? And can you just tell us more about that? 
Yeah. So with Rachel Badway, who is my CEO, <laughs> we started a app that is going to be targeted towards undergraduate students. So most of the software and leadership development programs out there are all towards um, professionals and postgrads. So we were uh, looking to create one that is targeted to undergrads that is also fun and gamified. And I think starting in the IDT teams, it was so cool to like put it all like, like all the content that we initially like we got to brainstorm more content. And then after that, taking it to Pirates Pitch and being able to present it. And we have actually done a few more competitions since. And everyone just says that there's a need for this. Like we want these are our future leaders. And so my whole job is to design uh, the layout and the user experience and the user interface. As me and Rachel say, I make it look pretty, but I also make it look professional and intuitive. So you kind of know where you got to go and it's not like confusing. It's very clear on what to click next on how to navigate through the app. So, so how have your previous leadership experience influenced the way that you lead and lead ahead and how, what you've accomplished and succeeded? I think uh, my newfound time management skills <laughs> that I kind of kind of thought I had, but now it's definitely gotten better. I think that helps push even more forward, like with being a leader in a creative field. It does have to do a lot with leading myself. We don't quite have a bigger team yet. So hopefully in the next few years, I'll have some other team members. But uh, as I have to create a schedule for myself, because the creative side takes either an hour or 10 days and you there's no there's like you never know exactly how much you could sit down you could start but that's all that's all you got to do you just got to sit down and start and hope for the best and just keep communicating and I know Rachel and I have great communication I'm always always calling her I'm like okay it'll be done tomorrow or at four o'clock this morning but whatever it's it's gonna be done it's gonna be in so I think that's something that's definitely uh I've been able to take towards other projects I've been working on as well. And that was going to be my next question, which is what's a skill or habit that you practice that has made a significant impact on your development as a leader? So can you tell me more about how did you learn to manage your time? Like what are specific things that you've done to make sure that you get everything that needs to get done? done? Yes, I started making a lot more to-do lists. So my, uh, my mom is a project manager, and so she has always kept me on a schedule. And now that's my job is to keep myself on a schedule. And I think having a calendar and I check my email like 400 times a day and it just, it helps because if I, even if I just keep going over in my head, like this is, this is what I got to do today or, okay, I need to budget time. And I think it definitely has helped my time management. I get everything done. Surprisingly, I don't know. <laughs> I surprise myself. It's, it's always done, even if it means staying up late or waking up early, but. So what is a difficult lesson or experience that you've had to learn the past few years that has changed the way that you lead others and also yourself? Yeah, so I think going back to, as I said before, the Instagram. So I was trying to not only run the Institute's Instagram, but I was also trying to run the Communication and the Arts' Instagram, the cohort at least. So I was doing both of those and it was all the same posts and it was, but they were slightly different but they looked pretty much the same. It was very repetitive. And like I was saying, I was posting at three o'clock in the morning and 
most people are asleep learning uh, social media. It's, it's got to be a more consistent schedule. So I was like getting great feedback from the Institute, but then my cohort came back to me and was like, hey, like it's looking the same. Like we want to make ours different. We want, you're doing such a great job and that's why they asked you to the Institutes, but like, where's, where's ours coming from? So I realized that I was like, okay, like I have to delegate that to somebody else and I got to change them even more. And then I was able to get an Instagram team. And I think that really, I thought I was doing it all and being able to get it all done, but it was, it wasn't working as well. So I think being able to receive constructive criticism like that and being able to go back to the people who are counting on me and asking, Hey, how can I be doing better? And open, I'm so open to receiving constructive criticism because especially in design, everyone's going to have their own opinion regardless. So I like to know that in advance, not, not when it's all done and it's all out and the design's great. So I'm a very open person when it comes to creating and it, when it comes to working on a team. So I always like to hear feedback and always get in all the, even if it's criticism, if it's constructive and you can move forward, like that's, that's my favorite part of the design experience. So based on your wealth of social media experience, what are things that you've learned about design? You touched on a few of them, which is about representation, um, about being consistent and very varying what you post. Um, what are things that about creating that kind of content that most people don't think about? Yeah, so my whole passion recently for design that I have never thought about is designing for people of all abilities. So a lot of people will design something and post it on social media or website design, especially. And they don't think, what if somebody's colorblind and they can't read the certain colors on other colors, or if they're low vision and there there's like a light color text on a light color background. And I just want to be that person in the room that's always saying, hey, what about people with colorblind? What about people with low vision? Let's put it through some filters and see what it would look like. And I think that's something that has always really resonated with me. And it's it's a challenge. It's like, okay, but what if somebody can't see and has to use a screen reader? Like there's just new challenges always coming in. And I think it's super important to focus on that. And I think that definitely makes me a better leader just to make sure keeping everyone in mind. For sure. Pivoting back to more personal questions, where do you get your inspiration from? Definitely my family and my friends. If I can design something that makes them happy and like, even if they're, even if they're like part of the process and getting to see them light up when like it works or their, their comment, like fix the design problem I've been like freaking out about for like a week. It makes it like a, more of a bonding experience. And I think that especially uh, with design, like my uh, my mom is, has been scrapbooking with me since I can remember. So that was like kind of the root of where my design experience came from. And then actually like, she's also taking a leadership development cl- uh, like course through her uh, work. So it's like really cool now. Like I go home, I'm like, oh, this is all the stuff I learned in leadership. And she's like, oh my gosh, like I was learning the same thing last week. And so it's, it's been uh, so cool to like share that with her too. So I think that's, she's one of the main people I get my inspiration from. It's so great um, that you can sort of share that vision with her. How does design and what you've learned in your classes or through the cohort about design and content creation change the way that you see the world? So kind of going off a little bit more about what I was saying with the, uh, 
designing for all abilities and design is in every single aspect of what we do like and there's a bunch of documentaries I've watched on it I could go on for hours about that but just to be able to see like if you're like walking down the street and you're trying to figure out where you're going and there's like street signs and if they're terribly designed it's a whole lot more noticeable to me now (laughs) but yeah as I was saying designing for all abilities I think it really does put a new lens on the world and being like okay if I wasn't as privileged as I am to be able to see and to you know move around easily and all that the world could be so much harder if there wasn't these like clear signs on like wheelchair accessibility and like all that. I think it's just super interesting to see how we want to make the world easier for everybody and not just for people that can just do everything. <laughs> that makes sense. Do you, you did touch upon that you, you could go on about documentaries and things that you've watched. That was another one of my questions, which is, did you have any book or podcast recommendations? But what are some of your what are documentary recommendations for anyone who's listening? Yeah, so my favorite documentary series on um, all different types of design would be Abstract on Netflix. Personally, some of my favorite ones would be there's one on graphic design, uh, all about Paula Cher, who designed a bunch of New York City maps, as well as like the City Bank logo, like just super famous designer, as well as there's a typeface one on Jonathan Hoffler, I believe. And he designed a bunch of different typefaces, all different fonts that are used so crazy, like so widespread, like you would never know that it was all designed by the same person. And then there was one more, I think it's on Ian Spalter and it was about the Instagram redesign and about product design. And those just really stick with me. And I know the product design one really talks about and really showed me a new outlook on the world as a designer, like even your toaster has, (laughs) is designed and it's crazy because they can make that design so much worse and, or so much better just by little, little buttons, adding a button, adding the, changing the words. It's so definitely the abstract documentary series. That's sounds really cool. Another question that I had, which is, who is the leader that you look up to and aspire to be like one day? And why do you admire them? So I have like two. I mean, one of them is obviously my mom. She is crazy good at time management and with her project management team and everything and always here. And she's like, she's always the person that's like putting out all the fires. Like that's her job basically. And it's always, and hopefully there aren't any, but in case there are. So she's just always prepared for everything. So I think She's probably my main inspiration. And then I think in the design field, there's a couple of designers I probably look up to. Specifically, my uh, professor in ComArts, uh, Professor Christine Lowe. Um, she was actually a St. Hall grad. She really was the one that explained designing for different abilities. And I was actually able to work on a workshop with her about designing how to connect with people uh, with dementia and like starting conversations between people of all ages. So I think it was, that was such a cool experience. And yeah, she really started this passion for designing for people, so. That's awesome. Looking to the future in design, it sounds like you definitely have a passion for that. What are some of your personal and professional goals? Uh, Yes, so my professional goals, I say is to I want to be a creative director 
in probably five to 10 years, that's one of my goals. So being in charge of a bunch of designers and the projects and everything, which technically is my title at Lita Head. So I mean, I guess I'm, I guess I'm almost there. <laughs> um, so it's- You're already there. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's cool because I get to design every aspect of the apps and everything. So yeah, that's, so that, that's always been my goal. So I gotta, I gotta come up with a new one professionally. <laughs> um, and yeah, so personal goals. I mean, uh, probably keep developing my leadership skills and keep painting, actually. That is one of my personal goals. I got to keep up with. I want to be able to sell some of my paintings. So I think that would, that's just a little side note, but something I've always, always wanted to be able to do. So. In the future, you say you wanted to continue developing your leadership skills. How do you plan to do that, um, especially after you graduate? Uh, yeah, so definitely I keep joining groups that really focus on leadership development. In particular, there's the Project Management Institute. They have a New Jersey chapter. And Rachel and I and Dr. Price were able to go on a panel and speak with their women in leadership learning community. So it was super interesting. And they got to hear all about our leadership experience. And we got to hear about making and building your personal brand um, from the keynote speaker, uh, Maite Martinez, and she was phenomenal. And so I'd probably definitely join something like that. And hopefully I can be more involved with PMI as well, because I am, hopefully it's looking like I get to redesign their website. So I'm super excited about that as well. That's awesome. And um, before we go, do you have any last parting words of advice for undergraduate leaders in the Prusino Leadership Institute and beyond? Uh, yeah, so I'd say specifically for being in the Institute, the Institute has so many opportunities. You just gotta put yourself out there and take advantage of all of them. If you don't try, you're not gonna get as much out of the Institute as somebody who really puts themselves out there. I, started saying yes to everything in the Institute and I've gotten jobs from it. I've gotten connections. My network has grown significantly. And so, yeah, I think, and that really goes for anyone. The Institute just definitely has a lot of opportunities, but just say yes as much as you can without spreading yourself too thin, but you'll see how far you can actually go with it and put yourself out there. Well, um, that is all the time that we have. Thank you, Robin, so much for coming on the podcast. And to our listeners out there, we will see you next week. On behalf of everyone at the Bucino Leadership Institute, I'd like to thank all of our podcast listeners, the podcast team, as well as 89.5 WSOU Pirate Radio for allowing us to use their facilities. Follow us online at www.shu.edu backslash leadership and on Twitter at shu leadership. At Seton Hall, We make leaders better.